I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, Time to fight. As a stranger here, 
I will never fear For the sun still shines regardless of the darkest night Seek for your inner voice To help you make your choices Learn to differentiate between the truth and the noises As a stranger here You must never fear For the knowing of yourself is cause for great rejoicing Great rejoicing Great rejoicing Red, black, and green, green. Get quiet, listen close, and maybe you'll learn something. 
ain't had to learn the MC, damn it, I was born, born. Joyous, joyful exaltation. Joyous, joyful exaltation. joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is forgiveness and mercy. The Violet Flame Forgiveness and mercy, the violet flame. We're going to start off in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed. Starting off in Proverbs 17.9, He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. Ephesians 4.32 And be ye kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Matthew 6.14 For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Colossians 3.13 forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, 
Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Luke 6.37 Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Proverbs 28.13 He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Matthew 18.21-22 Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times. Yeshua saith unto him, I say not unto thee, until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Psalm 86.5 For thou, Lord, art good, and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Micah 7.18 Who is a God like unto thee, that pardoneth iniquity, and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. Acts 13, 38-39 Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Mark 11.25 And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father, also which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. 1 John 2.2 And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Joel 2.13 And rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Ephesians 1.7 in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Psalm 32.5 I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my inequity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Second Chronicles 39 For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you if ye return unto him. Matthew 6.12 And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Acts 2.38 Then Peter said unto them, 
Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 3.19 Repent, ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Matthew 9.13 But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Ephesians 2, 4-5 But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Psalm 51, 1-2 Have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Romans 12.1 I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 6.15 What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Psalm 90.17 And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yeah, the work of our hands. Establish thou it. Psalm 23, 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 40, 11. Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. 2 Corinthians 12.9 And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Jeremiah 3.12 Return, thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord. And I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Titus 3.5 Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. And 2 Corinthians 13, 14. 
the grace of Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme, Forgiveness and Mercy, the Violet Flame, Blessings and Grace. Tell a 
lights and let us a rock so you can't push over Anytime you reach a river Jordan Me knock on me back, 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 me have to pass over No weapons form against me shall prosper No plague, no pestilence No plague, no pestilence I am sealed with the blood of the most high I, oh, I praise a living God He's a mighty God, dreadful and terrible God Earthquake, lightning and thunder God He's a God of many names God, Jah, Rastafari Ababa, Janai, the most high Emperor, Ilisa, that's the eye He's Jehovah God El Shaddai Give Jah some praises I just I My God is not a God La 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 la
blessings and grace, and I'm back with tonight's theme, forgiveness and mercy, the violet flame. Violet is the color at the end of the visible spectrum of light between blue and the invisible ultraviolet. Violet color has a dominant wavelength of approximately 380 to 450 nanometers. Light with a shorter wavelength than violet, but longer than X-rays and gamma rays are called ultraviolet. The color's name is derived from the violet flower. Amethyst is a notable violet crystal, its color arising from iron and other trace elements in quartz. Violet and purple look similar, but violet is a spectral color. A spectral color is a color that is evoked in a normal human by a single wavelength of light in the visible spectrum or by a relatively narrow band of wavelengths, also known as monochromatic light. Every wavelength of visible light is perceived as a spectral color in a continuous spectrum. The colors of sufficiently close wavelengths are indistinguishable for the human eye. The spectrum is often divided into named colors, though any division is somewhat arbitrary. The spectrum is continuous. Traditional colors in English include red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet. The violet flame is one of the greatest little known spiritual tools on the planet and a tremendous gift from the Most High to mankind. It's an aspect of the Most High's light and energy, also known as the flame of forgiveness or the mercy flame. Science has demonstrated that of the seven major colors of the visible spectrum, violet has the highest frequency and is at the point of transition next to the octave of light vibration. Amethyst gemstones and the colors purple and violet have been treasured down the ages and used for healing. Violet fire has the power to transmute negative karma. This means to change the burdens of negative energy that we have accumulated through the ages into positive energy. We feel lighter, happier, and we don't have to suffer through so many of the bad aspects of life. The violet ray is a tool to help us in our lives, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. This spiritual fire restores the flow of light and energy in the mind, body, and soul. The violet flame consumes not only the outer manifestations of negative karma, the symptoms that we see, such as ill health, and financial trouble, but also its roots and causes, erasing the record of harm we have done and others in this life. Its high vibration penetrates our nervous system, our heart, our entire physical body and psyche, going to the cause and core of disease or psychological, emotional problems and helping the healing process. It dissolves our negative thoughts and feelings on contact, turning them into positive, and harmonious ones. If divine wholeness is your aim, there's absolutely no doubt in the world that violet fire can help you get there. 
Violet fire will only do as much as you allow. Your life can be transformed over time, but only if you desire it and you're willing to make an effort. You can start by wearing the color occasionally. Obtain amethyst crystals and gemstones as focuses in the home or workplace and as jewelry. Have flowers with violet, purple, and pink emphasis around you. Practice consciously forgiving yourself and others and letting go of old hurts, irritations, and resentments. See yourself placing these negative qualities onto a violet bonfire which consumes them and transforms them into flame flowers of love, joy, and resolution. You understand this spiritual fire and learn how to put its power to work in your life. Just as a ray of sunlight passing through a prism is refracted into the seven colors of the rainbow, so spiritual light manifests as seven rays. The violet ray is the seventh of these rays. Each ray has a specific color, frequency, and quality. When you invoke a ray in the name of the Most High, it manifests as a flame. You can compare this to a ray of sunlight that passes through a magnifying glass and creates a flame. Each of the spiritual flames create a specific positive action in the body, heart, mind, and soul. The violet flame creates an action of mercy, justice, freedom, transmutation. The quality of mercy and the quality of forgiveness is the very power of alchemy that is in the violet flame. This flame then is like a cosmic eraser. When we invoke the flame of mercy as the Holy Spirit, it actually erases the effects, the memory, and the cause of sin in our lives. To the Easterner, this would be the balancing of karma. There is no need to go through hypnosis or regression, for when we call upon the action of the Most High, all our fears, hatreds, resentments, rebellions are dissolved in the flame, and we are restored to the newness of the Christ mind. An excellent way to clear all the debris that is burdening us is to call upon the law of forgiveness and see the mercy flame sweep through every cell and atom of our body and then just gratefully accept the Most High's mercy and His grace. We pay a big price when we do not forgive ourselves and others. We pay the price in our bodies with a lack of peace a dis-ease in our mental and emotional world that may lead to physical disease itself. We pay an even bigger price spiritually by attracting long-lasting effects that can remain unseen for some time. It's helpful to remind ourselves that the Most High has already forgiven us before we ask for forgiveness. But many people find it extremely difficult to forgive themselves and continually revolve in their minds their shortcomings and errors. And here's a short violet flame mantra offered by Amoria One. 
I am forgiveness acting here, casting out all doubt and fear, setting men forever free with wings of cosmic victory. I am calling in full power for forgiveness in every hour to all life in every place. I flood forth forgiving grace. The violet flame is a sacred fire that exists on higher dimensions. People with the gift of interdimensional sight have seen it. Cameras have captured it when it was not visible to the person taking the photo. The violet flame is real. The violet flame is spiritual alchemy in action. Just as alchemy is said to turn lead into gold, the ultimate purpose of the violet flame is to turn the human into the divine human. Its action is to transmute denser feelings, actions, deeds, karma, etc. into higher vibrational frequency, which helps us prepare for our ascension. Ascension means becoming a divine human, also known as a Christed being, a level of consciousness obtainable by any person. You may use the violet flame in perfect harmony with any belief system, religion, or practice. It is a neutral tool with absolutely no conditions attached to it. There are unlimited ways to use the violet flame. The basic method is very simple. Bring the violet flame into your body. Ask your higher self to assist you and just ask the flame to be made manifest, whichever is most comfortable. It's helpful to visualize and spin the flame around in your body. Keep the flame inside your body while also asking it to come out through your heart chakra and spin around or encircle the outside of your body so that it's encompassing your emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. Ask the violet flame to transmute everything you wish to be changed or eliminated from your life. Some people like to mention everything like a shopping list, all the karma, negative feelings such as anger, poverty, frustration, sadness, physical illness, which is fine. But you can also do a catch-all phrase such as transmute anything and everything standing in the way of my ascension or becoming a Christed being. Again, it's the intent and the feeling behind it. It's important to add phrases as on all dimensions, on all levels, through all space and time, past, present, and future to your request. Change negativity into divine light and fill your body and cover your multi-dimensional selves. Energy is never lost, nor can it be deleted. However, it can be changed into a higher frequency. And that's why it's important to ask the violet flame to do so. You can specify what the energy is to become and then call the new energy into your body and aura. Some people like to do the list again. Please transmute everything into love, prosperity, abundance, peace, and happiness. The electromagnetic spectrum includes many frequencies and wavelengths. 
such as radio waves, ultraviolet rays, and x-rays. A rainbow shows the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum, beginning with red light and ending with violet light. Violet is the highest frequency of the shortest wavelength and is at the point of transition. At the point of transition to the ultraviolet or invisible spectrum. The violet flame is also called the flame of transmutation, the flame of mercy, the flame of freedom, and the flame of forgiveness. It is believed to contain unique spiritual energy that can help you in all areas of your life. Many people feel it can help heal emotional and physical problems, change negative into positive energy, erase bad karma of past mistakes, and help you grow spiritually. One can practice violet flame meditation. When beginning to practice any meditation, it's important to be able to relax and let the energy flow. Choose a time of day and location where you will be undisturbed for at least 15 to 30 minutes. Sit down with your back, arms, legs straight, or simply lay down. Become completely still. Breathe deeply and slowly until you are fully relaxed. Now focus your attention inward on the center of your being and in the area of your heart. You may want to visualize your heart glowing and emitting light rays like a bright sun. Continue to focus on this feeling of energy while remaining still and calm. Begin to expand the light throughout every part of your body. Then visualize the light changing to a beautiful violet color. Slowly make it deeper and more intense until your whole body is filled with a stunning violet light, filling your aura and consciousness. The spirituality of the violet light is harnessed through prayer or decree. The words of your decree should be simple and self-empowering. I am the purity that is desired, for example. It's important to choose a decree or meditation with which you feel a connection. Start slowly saying your decree several times. Fill yourself with it. Visualize the violet flame surrounding you, your friends, your family, your home, and continue to modify it to your needs. Continue to visualize the flame throughout your body flowing in your arteries and veins, restoring them to perfect health. As you end your meditation session, you will feel the negative energy leaving your body and peace and harmony will encompass your heart. You will be in a very spiritual state of mind. The real cause of many physical problems is often deeply rooted in our mental, emotional, and spiritual being. Through meditation, the violet flame can help you heal your body by changing negative energy into positive energy, flushing out your aura, and thereby healing and cleansing your body, both physically and mentally. Although each person's result will be different, by consistently practicing this type of meditation, many people have experienced increased clarity, enhanced creativity, and more peace in their life. You may notice that you respond to difficult situations more calmly and feel happier. 
During your practice of this type of meditation, it's important that you consciously work on forgiving and letting go of past resentments. Just close your eyes and watch them disappear into the flame. Now here are some myths about forgiveness. Myth number one, forgiveness is a selfless act. The reality is that forgiveness is a self-serving act. Forgiveness is an act of self-liberation. It is about releasing yourself from bitterness, shame, and regret you've held onto for so long and finding true freedom. True freedom means that you no longer cling to your victimhood, your dark feelings, or your angry thoughts, but you accept the reality of what happened, knowing that there is no point resisting something that occurred in the past. And myth number two, forgiveness is about forgetting. The reality is, forgiveness is about using your pain to become wiser. Forgiveness is not a magical fairy wand that causes amnesia, but forgiveness is about reflecting on what happened to you and using the experience to navigate through life wisely and intelligently. What is the point of trying to forgive and forget what your partner did to you or if someone you love did to you, if you can use the experience to make a wiser choice in the future, preventing a potential repeat? Many people pretend to forget what happened to them under the guise of forgiveness. When in fact, this is a classic and toxic form of avoidance. Don't use pain to avoid or repress your reality. Pain is there to teach you, so use it. And myth number three, forgiveness means letting bad people off the hook. The reality is, Forgiveness is about empathetically understanding those who have wronged you. All wrongdoing is a product of pain. Remember that. Once we look beyond the outer shell of a person's behavior and into the depths of why they do what they do, we can see their pain. We can learn to empathize with them or at least understand why they are the way they are. Only then can we truly forgive. And myth number four, forgiveness is about understanding what happened first. Reality is that forgiveness is about understanding that pain drives people to behave illogically. Pain drives people to take dangerous risk. Pain drives people to self-sabotage their lives. Pain drives people to kill themselves. You don't need to understand to forgive. Just understand that the nature of pain is unpredictable. And myth number five, forgiveness means curing people of their pain. The reality is that forgiveness means forgiving what a person has done to you. It is not your place to give another person their peace. Only they can find it. With Violet Flame Meditation, you can consciously access powerful fifth dimensional frequencies that dissolve lifetimes of unresolved, unhealed energies with love and light. This is crucial to each of us as individuals and for humanity as a whole, especially at this specific time on our planet. 
the distillation of all experiences we've ever had in any lifetime or dimension is still in our individual and group energy field, both positive and negative, until the dense negativity is transmuted into love and light, we both as individuals and as a race suffer from the resulting chaos and negativity that we've experienced for eons on this planet. The power of violet flame meditation comes from what can be described as the fifth dimension, which is unity consciousness, transcending the ego-based ideas of separation we have lived in the third dimension for eons. The fifth dimension is ever-present now, where we become aware of the reality of being. When we shift attention to this moment, we are free of the illusion of time and space as fixed realities. They are perceived as the fluidity they truly are. Within this now moment, there are cycles of change, but they have no real power over the creative potential of the present moment. We recognize that where we place our attention in the present moment is what creates our essential experience. What we focus on, we begin to resonate with. Our focus literally creates our perception of ourselves as well as how we experience the world. This is the key to conscious creation. Whatever we focus our attention on and give our allegiance to manifest in our lives. Wherever your attention grows, energy grows. Space and distance are also seen as illusions. In the fifth dimension, we are always connected to those we love, no matter where they appear to be. Furthermore, we see we are all energetically connected as one being, and the earth we live on is a co-creation of our group consciousness. Living from the now, the fifth dimension, our life unfolds through our passion. By naturally choosing that which brings us the most joy at every choice point, by connecting with our passion, we become conscious of higher energies. Following the path that brings us the most joy unfolds us into the conscious awareness of the true essence of who we are. No matter how intense things look in our lives and or in our world, we can keep bringing attention back to now, to the truth of being. Whenever we choose the light of truth in our own lives, the light and well-being of the entire planet and the human race expands. No matter how far we think we've turned from the light of reality, once we turn our attention back to it and choose love and forgiveness, we are unfolded in its healing embrace. We can do this merely by focusing on upliftment or whatever brings us a feeling of relief, love, and expansion. These feelings tell us we're on the right path. Anything unresolved within our energy field will keep manifesting itself in our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual life until we heal it. There is no escaping this. When we understand that life is presenting us with an opportunity to heal something within us, it becomes easier. When negative experiences occur, if we can acknowledge accept and decline to resist what is happening as well as the feelings evoked, we can then bring love, compassion, understanding, and forgiveness to ourselves as well as to the other people involved and the situation itself. In this way, 
We can heal the wounded aspects within us so that we won't have to keep going through the same painful scenarios again and again. The Violet Flame Meditation can help bring us love, forgiveness, healing, and release to all of these painful feelings. The Violet Flame is actually a threefold flame of gold, pink, and blue light. The pure divine feminine ray of energy relating to our right brain and hearts is crystalline pink with the qualities of pure, unconditional divine love, nurturance and compassion, and adoration and a reverence for all life. The pure divine masculine ray of energy relating to our left brain, throat and heart is sapphire blue and relates to the desire, inner resolve, power, and will to follow the Most High's divine will. It also carries our ability to have leadership over ourselves. When the divine feminine and the divine masculine rays of energy are merged and balanced within us, our higher centers and Christ consciousness, which is the gold ray of energy, is awakened. The gold flame embodies wisdom, discrimination, and illumination. When all three of these flames are balanced within us, love balances power and wisdom blends with love and the violet flame of forgiveness and transmutation is activated within us. At the core of every single electron of energy, even a negatively charged electron, is the divine aspect of pure being. When the violet flame is consciously blazed through any electron of energy, it awakens the pure spark of divinity within it, which then burns up the outer negativity and transmutes that electron back to its original state of pure love. The violet flame permeates every cell and atom of our bodies, minds, emotions, memory, subconscious, and spirit. It transmutes anything negative that is lodged anywhere in our spiritual or physical being, raising it to a high vibration of love and light. Negative thoughts and feelings create an excess of acid within the body that is too much for the bodies to detoxify. This causes the breakdown in our physical energy systems, dis-ease, disease, and illness. We can heal our bodies on a physical level by releasing the negative energy that creates the acidic conditions. It goes to work on deeper causes on the mental, emotional, causal, and psychic levels. On the atomic level, vibration is the speed at which the electrons orbit around the nucleus of the atom. In form, violet flame meditation actually changes the vibratory rate of the body working on the atomic level. When the atoms of our body are imbued with negativity, we vibrate slower at a lower vibration, which causes us to resonate with more negativity and actually attract it. Our bodies and minds become more dense and coarse with less light shining within. With the violent flame meditation, we can transmute this negativity. When we invoke it with forgiveness in our hearts, for ourselves and others, it raises the frequency of the negativity into a vibration of love and well-being. It literally transforms whatever is out of alignment with well-being back into the light. 
that is at the source of every atom. The vibration of our entire energy field and form is raised to a higher level and we are more aware of ourselves as spirit, light and love, resonating with optimum health and well-being. Everything is energy, vibrating at different speeds. Negative thoughts, words, feelings, and actions vibrate at the denser end of the energy spectrum, while the positive thoughts, words, feelings, and actions vibrate at the higher, more uplifted end of the spectrum, closer to the original God source. To shift our state of consciousness from one of predominant negativity to predominant health, well-being, joy, and aliveness, we can do these things. Use the violet flame meditation to transmute all of the energies of our past thoughts, words, feelings, and actions back into the original vibration of love from the Most High. And pay attention to our current thoughts and feelings so that we don't set ourselves up to receive more of our own negativity. When we become aware that we're following a negative train of thought, we can choose to observe the thought without getting involved in it. This automatically creates a feeling of relief and expansion. It is important to keep the tipping point of transmutation in mind when we're going through a growth period and are tempted to wallow in negativity. Growth periods are times of chaos when it feels like the whole world is against us and we've lost the sight of well-being. These are the period when our wounded aspects are being brought to the surface for healing. Each of these periods are a window of opportunity to heal something that has been wrecking havoc in your life, maybe for lifetimes. This is a good time to focus on the light with even more tenacity, knowing that by keeping our attention on light and love, when we feel challenged, we will eventually reach the critical mass of positive energy that can transmute all the negativity of that situation to positive energy. We just need to keep working with uplifting tools and meditating. Once your heart is open and you are in a powerfully creative vibration, it's an excellent time to envision what you do want in your life. Now that you are working at transmuting what you've released. Then keep expanding and adding to that vision, testing to see if each thing you add brings more relief and joy. Wherever your attention goes, energy grows. Grow forgiveness and mercy in your being. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace. Now you're 
visions of love now Frank built the world like you supposed to And let's make a print that'll fit the four poster And ease back and relax your mind Let the mood take over your soul when you find me A gentleman is feeling fine Give the ladies all the love to the
life clean and pure as it is Love your life Give thanks and praise to the Almighty We hail the King and Queen We want me chalice More love, more positivity How them did slave my ancestors Me reminisce Get to youth one better liberty So we chant more life, more prosperity Love your life Cause love is life and life is love You better live your life My people stand firm, yes we have to unite Give thanks for life and you will shine the light Love your life Cause love is life and life is love You better live your life You live it if it's clean and pure Love your life Cause love is life and life is love You better live your life You live it if it's clean and As it is, love your life. Give thanks and praise to the Almighty. Me, heal the King and the Queen. Me, bond me, chalice. More love, more positivity. How them did slave my ancestors. Me, reminisce. Get to youth one better liberty. So, me, chant more life, more prosperity. Love your life. Cause love is life, and life is love. You better live your life. You live it if it's clean and Blessings and grace, and I'm back with the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. Starting off with thehill.com, school district warns parents their children could be put in foster care unless their lunch debt is paid. A Pennsylvania school district reportedly plans to send out another letter to parents after facing backlash for a message warning parents that their children could be recommended to be put in foster care if they didn't pay their school lunch debt. One copy of the initial letter, which has since been reposted on social media, shows the Wyoming Valley West School District informing parents of their students' school lunch account balance of $75.25, adding that 
multiple letters have been sent home with your child and no payments have been made to their account, NBC affiliate WBRE reported. Your child has been sent to school every day without money and without breakfast and or lunch, the July 9th letter reads. This is a failure to provide your child with proper nutrition and you can be sent to dependency court for neglecting your child's right to food. If you are taken to dependency court, the result may be your child being removed from your home and placed in foster care. The letter continues. Please remit payment as soon as possible to avoid being reported to the proper authorities. The letter was signed by the district's federal programs director, Joseph Muth. Muth did not immediately respond to a request for a comment from the Hill on Friday. The district is trying to collect some $20,000 worth of unpaid lunch debt, according to WBRE, which reported that the district plans to send out a softer version of the letter to parents who haven't paid their children's lunch debts. Joanne Von Son, executive director of the country's Child and Youth Services, called the initial letter disturbing, telling WBRE that never has this country removed a child from a home for unpaid bills, and never will we. Luzerne County mailed a letter to the district on Thursday, calling on the school system to retract the initial message to parents, according to WBRE. School districts have drawn national attention before over their approaches to collecting on lunch money debt. In May, a school district in Rhode Island reversed its decision to limit school lunch choices for children who owe money on their accounts following national headlines. And moving forward onto the BBC.com, drug-resistant superbug spreading in Europe's hospitals. Drugs called Carpapenems are used when an infection cannot be treated with anything else. The spread of the resistant Klebsiella pneumoniae was extremely concerning, researchers from Sanger Institute said, and they warned other bugs could become resistant too because of the unique way bacteria have sex. It can live completely naturally in the intestines without causing problems for healthy people. However, when the body is unwell, it can infect the lungs to cause pneumonia and the blood and cuts in the skin and the lining of the brain to cause meningitis. Some strains are developing resistance to antibiotics. The alarming thing is these bacteria are resistant to one of the key last line antibiotics. Dr. Sophia David from the Sanger Institute told BBC News, the infections are associated with a high mortality rate. It's already worrying that we're seeing 2,000 deaths in 2015, but the concern is that if action isn't taken, this will continue to rise. Our findings imply hospitals are the key facilitator of transmission. Hospitals are the key facilitator of transmission and suggests that the bacteria are spreading from person to person, primarily within hospitals said Dr. David. The fact that we see the same high-risk clones in many different hospitals around Europe also shows there's something special about those strains. Moving forward to westward.com, magic mushroom coffee and tea coming to a pot near you. One of the biggest challenges of eating magic mushrooms is the eating part. So a Denver 
coffee roaster wants your dose to come from a cup of joe instead. Anticipating looser regulations around psilocybin and more public acceptance, Strava Craft Coffee just announced plans to sell coffee beans and tea products infused with the psychedelic substance. The coffee and tea will be designed to help fight anxiety and depression, according to Strava, but don't start boiling water just yet. Strava doesn't anticipate selling the beverages until 2020 at the earliest, banking on a far more favorable regulatory environment emerging within the next few years. Just as cannabis has been misunderstood and controversial for decades, psilocybin for mushrooms has been equally polarizing, yet proponents of both suggest that each can contribute to meaningfully the human experience. Strava CEO Andrew Amat said in a statement announcing the new product, as research is proving with measured consumption, cannabis and psilocybin can both promote psychological mental, and spiritual health. Denver voters approved an initiative decriminalizing magic mushrooms and their main psychoactive ingredient, psilocybin, in May, and the City Council of Oakland, California, voted in favor of decriminalizing mushrooms and peyote about a month later. But an okay from two municipal governments is still a far cry from national or even statewide legalization. Strava is confident that more influential regulators will come around soon, however. In 2018, the United States Food and Drug Administration granted a breakthrough therapy designation, a move that expedites drug development to a company developing psilocybin-assisted treatment for depression, and now that treatment development is underway. When used in small doses, psilocybin has shown promise in treating patients with severe depression as well as those dealing with anxiety, according to several trials and studies. Strava plans on infusing coffee and tea with microdoses of psilocybin, according to its announcement. Moving forward to Reuters.com, New York State decriminalizes pot, stops short of Cuomo's legalization call. New York State on Monday decriminalized recreational marijuana use, meaning possession of small amounts of the drug will be punished with fines rather than jail time, a step short of Governor Andrew Cuomo's goal of legalizing pot. Cuomo said the measure would also allow a mechanism for clearing the records of people who have been criminally convicted of possessing small amounts of marijuana. 11 United States plus the District of Columbia have fully legalized recreational marijuana use since Colorado first did so in 2014, according to the Marijuana Policy Project Lobbying Group. Another 15 states, including New York, have decriminalized it. New York lawmakers' efforts to legalize marijuana collapsed in June amid disagreement among Democrats on how to regulate the industry, prompting the introduction of the decriminalization bill. The failure to legalize marijuana fully highlights a split among New York Democrats who control both of the state's legislative chambers after capturing the state Senate in November's election. Marijuana remains illegal under federal law, 
During the administration of former President Barack Obama, the United States government largely permitted states to determine how to handle the issue on their own. But the Justice Department, under President Donald Trump, has allowed prosecutors to enforce federal law, even in states where marijuana is legal. And moving forward, onto TheGuardian.com. The United Kingdom reclaims place as world's second largest arms exporter. British defense exports rose to a record $14 billion in 2018, with sales to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, and other countries in the Middle East, accounting for nearly 80% of that figure, official figures reveal. Campaigners said that the statistics released on Tuesday showed that Britain was aiming and supporting repressive regimes, while the Department for International Trade said that they demonstrated that the United Kingdom had returned to its position as the world's second largest arms exporter after the United States. The DIT estimates the United Kingdom's share of the defense export industry to be about 19%, placing it second for the first time since 2014, pushing Russia into third place and sitting comfortably ahead of fourth-ranked France. The world leader is the United States, which has a share of about 40%, according to British estimates and the annual statistics published by the DIT, which is the licensing authority for arms exports. Moving forward to express.co.uk, a space weather forecast. Solar storm is predicted for next week and could cause chaos. A hole has opened on the surface of the sun and it will soon shoot an array of solar particles straight toward Earth, scientists have stated. Earth's orbit around the sun will soon align with the coronal hole a hole in the sun's upper atmosphere, and solar particles will subsequently bombard the planet after they have made their way through space. Experts predict that the solar storm will hit Earth on July 31st or August 1st. People in the Northern Hemisphere are likely to be treated to Northern Lights, or Aurora Borealis, as the solar winds bombard the upper reaches of the planet. Auroras, which also include Southern Lights, Auroras australis are caused when solar particles hit the atmosphere. As the magnetosphere gets bombarded by solar winds, stunning blue lights can appear as that layer of the atmosphere deflects the particles. Website Space Weather said, a hole in the sun's atmosphere is turning toward Earth and spewing a stream of solar wind in our direction. Estimated time of arrival, July 31st or August 1st, high-latitude sky watchers should be alert for auroras on those dates. However, the consequences could be far more serious than the appearance of the northern or southern lights. For the most part, the Earth's magnetic field protects humans from a barrage of radiation, but solar storms can affect satellite-based technology. Solar winds can heat the Earth's outer atmosphere, causing it to expand. This can affect satellites in orbit, potentially leading to a lack of GPS navigation, mobile phone signal, and satellite TV, such as sky. Additionally, a surge of particles can lead to high currents in the magnetosphere, 
which can lead to a higher than normal electricity and power lines, resulting in electrical transformers and power station blowouts and a loss of power. The higher amounts of radiation can also leave people vulnerable to cancer. Moving forward on APNnews.com, gang database made up mostly of black and Latino men. Boston police are tracking nearly 5,000 people, almost all of them young black and Latino men through a secretive gang database. Newly released data from the department shows. A summary provided by the department shows that 66%, 66% of those in its database are black, 24% are Latino, and 2% are white. Black people comprise about 25% of all Boston residents, 25%. Yet there's 66% of this database. Latinos, about 20%, with white people, more than 50%. The racial disparity is stark and troublesome, said Adriana Lafiel, a lawyer for the American Civil Liberties Union of Massachusetts, which along with other civil rights groups sued the department and state court in November to shed light into who is listed on the database and how the information is used. Central American youths are being wrongly listed as active gang members based on nothing more than the clothing they are seen in and the classmates they are seen with, and that's led to some to be deported. The organizations say in their lawsuit, citing the cases of three Central American youths facing deportation based largely on their status on the gang database. This has consequences, Lafayette said. People are being deported back to countries they fled and many cases to escape gangs. Boston police haven't provided comment for multiple requests, but Commissioner William Gross has previously defended the database as a tool in combating MS-13 and other gangs. One 24-year-old native of El Salvador, nearly deported last year over his alleged gang involvement, said he was a victim of harassment and bullying by blood members as a youth and was never an MS-13 member, as police claim. Moving forward to Newsweek.com, American teenager detained by CBP, ICE, for three weeks says he lost 26 pounds because he wasn't given enough food. An American teenager who was detained by the United States Immigration Authorities for more than three weeks, despite being a United States citizen, was finally released on Tuesday. Video of Francisco Irwin Galicia, 18, being released to his mother, San Juana Galicia, shows a tearful reunion as the two share a long embrace after nearly a month of the teenager's family fighting for his release. Francisco, who was born in Dallas, Texas, was initially detained alongside his 17-year-old brother, Marlon Garcia, on June 27th after being stopped at the United States Custom and Border Protection Checkpoint in Falfurrias. The two brothers had been traveling with a group of friends from Edinburgh, where they live, to Ranger College in North Texas for a soccer scouting event when they reached the checkpoint, while Francisco had his Texas ID on him, which could only be obtained with a social security number, Marlon only had his school ID on him, prompting CBP officials to take them into custody. Despite the teens insisting they were United States citizens, 
while Marlon signed a voluntary deportation form. In order to be able to speak to his family, Francisco remained in detention for 23 days, being forced to live in conditions that he told the Dallas Morning News was so desperate he nearly filed his younger sibling on the opting of self-deport. While in custody, Francisco told the outlet he lost at least 26 pounds because the officers did not provide him with enough to eat. The teenager said he was not allowed to shower, leaving his skin dirty and dry. Francisco was not alone in his suffering, of course. He said that he'd been crammed into overcrowded holding area where he and 60 other men were forced to sleep on the floor with only aluminum foil blankets to keep them warm at night. Some men, he said, had to sleep on the floor of the restroom area. In a joint statement, ICE and CBP told Newsweek that generally, situations including conflicting reports from the individual and multiple birth certificates can and should take more time to verify. While we continue to research the facts of the situation, this individual has been released from ICE custody, they said, adding both CBP and ICE are committed to their fair treatment of migrants in our custody and continue to take appropriate steps to verify all facts of this situation. And moving forward to dailymail.co.uk revealed the secretive Catholic group operating in a small Michigan town that gives shelter and legal help to protect hundreds of priests accused of sexual abuse saying we turn no priest away. The small nonprofit group Opus Bono Sacerdoti would reportedly work out of a series of unmarked buildings in rural Michigan. They would provide money, shelter, transport, legal help, and other support to hundreds of Catholic priests accused of sexual abuse across the country. Stripped of their collars and cassocks, they went unnoticed and neighbors said they had no idea that some of the dressed down clergymen dining at local restaurants were accused sexual predators. The group also supported priests jailed for sexual abuse, including giving commissary cash to serial pedophile who assaulted dozens of minors. Opus Bono was founded by Joe Mayer and Peter Ferrara, who have stepped down. When a serial pedophile was sent to jail for abusing dozens of minors, Opus Bono was there for him with regular visits and commissary cash. When a priest admitted sexual assaulting boys under 14, Opus Bono raised funds for his defense. When another priest was criminally charged with abusing a teen, Opus Bono later made him a legal advisor. And while powerful clerics have publicly pledged to hold the church accountable for the crimes of its clergy and help survivors heal, some of them arranged meetings, offered blessings, or quietly sent checks to this organization that provided support to alleged abusers, the Associated Press has found. Though Catholic leaders deny the church has any official relationship with the group, Opus Bono successfully forged networks reaching all the way to the Vatican. The Associated Press unraveled the continuing story of Opus Bono in dozens of interviews with experts, 
lawyers, clergy members, and former employees, along with hundreds of pages of documents obtained through the Freedom of Information request. In recent months, two of the group's founders were forced out after Michigan's Attorney General found that Opus Bono had misused donated funds and misled contributors. A third co-founder, a priest, was abruptly removed from the ministry earlier this month after the Associated Press began asking about the allegation that he had sexually abused child decades ago. Still, since 2002, Opus Bono has played a little-known role among conservative Catholic groups that portray the abuse scandal as a media and legal feeding frenzy. These groups contend the scandal maligns the priesthood and harms the faith. Opus Bono established itself as a counterpoint to the survivors' network of those abused by priests and other groups that have accused the church of trying to cover up the scandal and failing to support victims of clergy misconduct. Opus Bono focuses on what it considers the neglected victims, priests and the church itself. All of these people have made allegations are very well taken care of, Opus Bono co-founder Joe Meher said in a radio interview, contending that many abuse allegations and accusations lodged against priests are fake. The priests are not at all very well taken care of. In recent years before Perone helped start Opus Bono, he and Assumption Grotto took in at least two priests who had been accused of sexual misconduct at diocese and other states. One of them later admitted to molesting as many as 50 children in the, in the 1980s and 1990s, according to court documents in Texas. Mayher, meanwhile, was inundated with calls from other desperate priests begging for help. Out of those pleas, Opus Bono was launched. Around the clock, the organization's main number rang through Mayer's cell phone. Mayer and fellow co-founder Peter Ferreira, who had worked in accounting, would mobilize, picking priests up in person or buying them plane tickets, then moving them into a, a hotel, an apartment, or one of several halfway houses. We're on our way to help a priest in need in the Midwest. It's going to be a long trip and not much sleep, and it could be a potentially dangerous situation, Mayer said in a homemade video posted on Opus Bono's Facebook page. Opus Bono's client list is confidential, but its promotional brochure says it has helped more than 8,000 priests. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology, blessings, and grace. As you take that soul, you let bow your head. As you take that soul, you let shed your tears. I'm gonna make you stand up. This life is not nothing to lose.
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with technology, starting off with USA Today. Instagram recently kicked off a test to hide the number of likes a user post has received. The Facebook-owned platform is a major draw for influencer marketing. Here's what the likes test could mean for influencers and brands working with them on Instagram. Instagram's test of hiding likes on posts just expanded to more markets around the globe, for influencers or individuals who work with brands to promote services or products on social media. This will likely mean a continued shift away from vanity metrics, such as likes or follow accounts, and toward actual sales. Facebook-owned Instagram said in April it'd be kicking off a test as a way of creating a less pressurized environment on the app. Users who are part of the test are able to look at who liked their own post, but not a count of how many likes someone else's post received. A way of making Instagram feel less like a competition, the company's head of Instagram, Adam Mozeri, said at the time. Some users might become disinterested in Instagram without the dopamine spike of a like, with some onlookers wondering if this would affect the amount of time users spend on the site. But others said this will change the relationship people have with the app. Oliver Yochez, United States Managing Director at social media company The Social Chain, said this should have the result of Instagram users posting a lot more. One of the number one reasons why users don't post more now is because every single time you post, you're being heavily judged by this like metric on the quality of your post, he wrote in an email. If that's removed, then a lot of people won't feel the pressure and they'll post more and that's good for the platform and that could probably lead to more time spent on the platform, which means more ads served to the community. Moving forward to MSN.com, Elon Musk, Neuralink, is making brain implants that connect to a smartphone. Elon Musk wants to insert Bluetooth-enabled implants into your brain claiming the devices could enable telepathy and repair motor function in people with injuries. Speaking on Tuesday, the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX said his Neuralink device will consist of a tiny chip connected to 1,000 wires measuring one-tenth the width of a human hair. The chip features a USB-C port, the same adapter used by Apple's MacBooks, and connects via Bluetooth to a small computer worn over the ear and to a smartphone, Musk said. If you're going to stick something in your brain, you want it to not be large, Musk said, playing up the device's diminutive size. Neuralink is a startup founded by Musk, says the devices can be used by those seeking a memory boost or by stroke victims, cancer patients, and quadriplegics or others with congenital defects. The company says up to 10 units can be placed in a patient's brain. The chips will connect to an iPhone app that the user can control. The devices will be installed by a robot built by the startup, Musk said. The robot, when operated by a surgeon, will drill two millimeter holes in a person's skull. The chip part of the device will plug the hole in the patient's skull. The interface to the chip is wireless, so you have no wires poking out of your head that's very important, Musk added. Trials could start before the end of 2020, Musk said, likening the procedure to LASIK eye correction surgery, which requires 
local anesthetic. Musk's plan to develop human computer implants comes on the heels of similar efforts by Google and Facebook. But critics aren't sure customers should trust tech companies with data ported directly from their brain. While the technology could help those with some type of brain injury or trauma, gathering data from raw brain activity could put people at great risk and could be used to influence, manipulate, and exploit them. Frederick Kalhanar of Privacy International told CNN Business, who has access to this data? Is this data shared with third parties? People need to be in full control over their data. The tech industry is coming under heightened scrutiny over how it handles data. France fined Google parent company Alphabet in January for violating European Union online privacy rules. Facebook reportedly faces a major fine in the United States over its own private data violations. Tesla has suffered data leaks. In 2018, researchers at security firm Redlock said Tesla's cloud storage was breached to mine cryptocurrency. Moving forward to nature.com, Japan approves first human-animal embryo experiments. The research could eventually lead to new sources for organs for transplant, but ethical and technical hurdles need to be overcome. A Japanese stem cell scientist is the first to receive government support to create animal embryos that contain human cells and transplant them into surrogate animals since a ban on the practice was overturned earlier this year. Hiro Minitsu Nakauchi, who leads teams at the University of Tokyo and Stanford University in California, plans to grow human cells in mouse and rat embryos and then transplant those embryos into surrogate animals. Nakauchi's ultimate goal is to produce animals with organs made of human cells that can eventually be transplanted into people. Until March, Japan explicitly forbade the growth of animal embryos containing human cells beyond 14 days or the transplant of such embryos into a surrogate uterus. That month, Japan's Education and Science Ministry issued new guidelines allowing the creation of human-animal hybrids that can be transplanted into surrogate animals and brought to term. Human-animal hybrid embryos have been made in countries such as the United States, but never brought to term. Although the country allows this kind of research, the National Institutes of Health has had a moratorium on funding such work since 2015. Nagauchi's experiment are the first to be approved under Japan's new rules by a committee of experts in the science ministry. Final approval of the ministry is expected next month. Some bioethicists are concerned about the possibility that human cells might stray beyond the development of the targeted organ, travel to the developing animal's brain, and potentially affect its cognition. Nakauchi says these concerns have been taken into consideration in the experiment design. We are trying to do targeted organ generation, so the cells go only to the pancreas, he says. The strategy that he and other scientists 
are exploring is to create an animal embryo that lacks a gene necessary for the production of a certain organ, such as the pancreas, and then inject human-induced pluripotent stem, IPS cells, into the animal embryo. IPS cells are those that have been reprogrammed to an embryonic-like state and can give rise to almost all cell types. As the animal develops, it uses the human IPS cell to make the organ, which it cannot make with its own cells. Nakauchi says the approval in Japan will allow him to attack this problem. He will be experimenting with IPS cells at subtlety, different stages, and try some genetically modified IPS cells to try to determine what limits the growth of human cells in animal embryos. We're going to take a music moment and come back with herbnology, blessings, and grace. Deadline. 
for the green consumes you. Focused on the dollar and the dream. Until the body lets down on you. You say the cat is hard to chew. So you'd rather eat your junk food. Stagnant frequency inside the temple. Now it's affecting your mental state of mind. It happens all the time. You better eat your greens, greens, greens. Asparagus, parsley, cucumber, carrot. Don't forget the collard greens. Oregano, you know I love my avocado. I'm in love with the cocoa coconut. Daylight come, told me I go pick a bunch of green banana, oil it in a stew. So you know I gotta add some callaloo. Blessings and grace, and I'm back with Herbnology and the health benefits of holy basil, also known as Tulsi, include oral care, relief from respiratory disorders, fever, asthma, lung disorders, heart disease, and stress. Holy basil, or Tulsi, is a powerful herb that has been used in Ayurveda and other traditional medical treatments in India for thousands of years. The small holy basil shrub with tiny lavender flowers, is considered a sacred plant in India and is often worshipped. It was believed that the holy basil leaves had potent powers to flush out toxins from the body. Even now in India, people have Tulsi water, water which has Tulsi leaves soaked overnight, or chew on Tulsi leaf to improve overall health. Several health products are available with Tulsi extract to help treat cold, cough, and the flu. Holy basil is incredibly beneficial for human health, primarily due to a unique composition of its essential oil containing eugenoil, camphor, flavonoids, nerol, and various terpenes. The rich blend of organic compounds delivers a number of health benefits that can help relieve asthma, acne, inflammation, respiratory issues, and lower your chances of heart disease and arterial sclerosis. Holy basil differs from basil used in Italian dishes or Thai basil used in curries in Southeast Asia. Holy basil or Tulsi has a pungent and bitter taste and is not usually used for cooking. However, it is used to make Tulsi tea, which has adaptogenic properties. Holy basil is highly nutritious According to the USDA, it is a good source of potassium, calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, and vitamin C. It also contains iron, sodium, zinc, thymine, riboflavin, niacin, folate, and vitamin B6, A, and K. The most powerful benefits of holy basil or Tulsi is that it reduces fever, it relieves symptoms of respiratory disorders, it helps with treatment of asthma, prevents lung disorders, prevents heart disease, reduces stress, a mouth freshener, 
a chemopreventative properties, Tulsi may inhibit the growth of various cancers, including oral cancer, due to the presence of phytochemicals like eugenol. Dental care, holy basil destroys the bacteria that are responsible for dental cavities, plaque, tartar, and bad breath while also protecting the teeth, reduces the risk of kidney stones. And for skin care, it relieves headaches and prevents premature aging. It boosts immunity. Eye care, wash your eyes daily with a few leaves of basil soaked in water and you'll be free from conjunctivitis, boils, and many other problems of the eyes which are caused due to viral, bacterial, or fungal infections. It also soothes eye inflammation and reduces stress. Look to the nature of the Most High for all of your healing needs. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. More strength in our life, no more pain, Nasha. We 
open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. Now, the metaphysical meaning of forgiveness is a process of giving up the false for the true, erasing sin and error from the mind and body. It is closely related to repentance, which is a turning from belief in sin to belief in the Most High and righteousness. A sin is forgiven when one ceases to sin, and true forgiveness is only established through renewing the mind and body with thoughts and words of truth. Forgiveness really means the giving up of something. When you forgive yourself, you cease doing the things that you should not do. Yeshua said that man has power to forgive sin. Sin is the falling short of divine law, and repentance and forgiveness are the only means that man has of getting out of sin, and its effect and coming into harmony with the law. It is through forgiveness that true spiritual healing is accomplished. Forgiveness removes the errors of the mind and bodily harmony results in consonance with divine law. The law is truth and truth is all that is good. There is no power or no reality in sin. If sin were real and enduring, like goodness and truth, it could not be forgiven, but would hold its victim forever. When we enter into the understanding of the real and the unreal, the great light dawns on us, and we see what Yeshua meant when he said, The Son of Man hath authority on earth to forgive sins. The necessity of forgiveness, our first work in any demonstration is to contact the Most High. Therefore, we must forgive all men their transgressions. Through the divine law of forgiveness, we cleanse our mind so that the Father can forgive us. And Ruhama is Hebrew for softened, soothed, pitied, finding mercy, inner warmth, inner glowing, compassion, tenderness, love, bowels, womb. A symbolical name given to Israel, Hosea 2.1. Ruhama, metaphysically, is a consciousness of forgiveness. True forgiveness includes the cleansing away of one's sin or shortcomings that hath obtained mercy. True forgiveness is more than just pitying someone and then letting them go on in his old bondage to error and in harmony. True divine forgiveness releases one from his errors and hence saves him from further inharmonious results of previous error thinking, talking, and doing. In Ruhama, we find the activity of the brooding mother love that the Most High bestows upon his children, mankind, and the higher ideals of each individual consciousness and grace, goodwill, favor, disposition to show mercy, aid from the Most High, in the process of regeneration. By grace have ye been saved. Ephesians 2.5 Grace and truth came through Yeshua. John 1.17 
that is the real saving, redeeming, transforming power came to man through the work that Yeshua did in establishing for the race a new and higher consciousness in the earth. We can enter into this consciousness by faith in him and by means of the inner spirit of the law that he taught and practiced. And Hanan is Hebrew for favorably disposed, gracious, merciful, compassionate. There were several Israelitish men by this name. Some of them were men of note. First Chronicle 8.23 and 38, 11.34, Ezra 2.46, Nehemiah 8.7, 10.22 and 26, 13.13, 13, and Jeremiah 35.4. Metaphysically, Hanan is kindness, forgiveness, compassion, the religious and spiritual consciousness of man, the Israelitish nation, abounds or should abound in thoughts of this character, thoughts of fullness of the grace, or power and all-sufficiency of the divine presence also belong to man's highest spiritual concepts. And karma. Karma, the whole ethical consequence of one's acts considered as fixings one lot in the future existence. Karma is the accumulated effects of the sins of past lives, the burden that those who believe in karma expect to carry for ages or until they work out of it. They are weary treadmill travelers from birth to death and from death to birth. There is no such hopeless note in the teachings of Yeshua. He came to bring a full consciousness of abundant life, complete forgiveness, redemption from all sin, and victory over death and the grave, thus delivering man from any occasion for re-embodiment and from all bondage to karma. And regeneration, a change in which abundant spiritual life, even eternal life, is incorporated into the body. The transformation takes place through bringing all the forces of the mind and body to support the Christ ideal, the unification of spirit, soul, and body, and spiritual oneness. Regeneration begins its work in the conscious mind and completes it in the subconsciousness. The first step is cleansing or denial in which all error thoughts are renounced. This includes forgiveness for sins committed and a general clearing for the whole consciousness. After the way has been prepared, the second step takes place. This is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And mercy, Christ-like treatment toward the suffering, the important point in desiring to be merciful is righteous adjustment, as this results in true overcoming. And compassion, compassion divine, in the heart of the Most High exists an internal tenderness and mercy for his children, Jehovah is gracious and merciful, Psalms 145.8. Human compassion, a characteristic of love and mercy prompted by an understanding heart. A compassionate mind sees the error, but does not condemn. Neither do I condemn thee. Go thy way from henceforth, sin no more, John 8.11. And Hasadia. Hasadia is Hebrew for whom Jah loves, love of Jehovah, zeal of Jehovah, compassion of Jehovah, mercy of the Lord. 
son of Zerubbabel, one of the royal line of David, 1 Chronicles 3.20, metaphysically, Hasadia is compassion, forgiveness, love, as characteristic of Jehovah the Lord, or law of being. And Hamul, Hamul is Hebrew for spared, pitied, mildness, gentleness, compassion, sympathy, mercy, son of Perez, and grandson of Judah by Tamar, Genesis 46.12. Metaphysically, Hamul is compassion, mercy, forgiveness. These attitudes of mine are godlike, and they pertain to the salvation of the individual who entertains them. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace, I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Women's Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music. MSFB, Love is the Message, Yusuf Days and Alpha Mist, featuring Mansoor Brown, Love is the Message. Sampology, Different Star, featuring Lanius, D. Jeff, featuring Coley, Different, Honeycomb Vocal Mix, Black Omolo, More Positivity, F. Soul, Greens, Nomsa Mazawi, Traveler, Black Coffee and Black Motion, Mo Calamity and the Wizards, Frontline, Dindy, Rise, Mark Francis Re-Edit, War Dolphin, Inspiration, NECA, Babylon, Black Amolo, Love Your Life, Kaya Stewart, Life Lessons, Drumapella, Jose James and Flying Lotus, Visions of Violet, Loft Soul and Kingo, Nadine Caesar, Believe, At Jazz Galaxy Art Remix, Shirlene Hector, The Light, Queen Omega, Passover, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajka, Earthology, Sarak, Queen's Philosophy, John 9, Inner Voice. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Be you till full, love, so that you can rise and ascend. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all.
3, 4.